you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today on this program, I want to go back, as we often do here in the offseason, to the past. And specifically to the 2013 and 14 academic seasons, the sports seasons, I should say, the football team, the basketball team, what would have happened hypothetically if those programs would have stayed in the Big 12? If Missouri would have never made the change to the SEC, could Missouri have possibly won a conference title, its first outright conference title in football, for instance, since 1969? Well, I do want to get in to all of that and more, some more hypotheticals on that particular topic. But you know what? I do want to start once again with some Missouri football recruiting. And on my previous episode, we talked quite a bit about the Night at the Zoo event, which was, of course, originally started during the Barry Odom regime, a a camp-style event that's ultimately just sort of evolved into just a big big party almost, a big get-together for various recruits uh, across the landscape, across all the entire state, of course. And, well, the headliner, as we all know, is Luther Burden from the St. Louis area. He's now transferred to East St. Louis, and, well, he was apparently had a great time at the night at the zoo. His parents were impressed. Again, apparently, if, if his parents have their druthers, they might have Luther stick around closer to home. But he is currently committed to the University of Oklahoma. But you know what? As we said before, hold on to your butts because Missouri is clearly in on this. And we saw evidence of that, really strong evidence of that. In fact, a follow-up on Sunday as Luther attended another camp with Missouri with his teammate from East St. Louis, Ahmad Robinson. And just some quick info on Ahmad Robinson. He's a six-foot-tall, 177-pound corner for the class of 2022. And apparently Steve Wilkes and secondary coach Charlie Harbison really liked what they saw because they offered him a scholarship. And his other offers are Wyoming, Arkansas State, and some other mid-major type programs. So it's quite possible that we could be hearing another commitment to the to the Tigers pretty soon. Again, he fits the bill of guys that Drinkwitz has looked for at corner being six foot tall or bigger. And obviously, if Wilkes likes him, well, maybe he thinks he's a good fit in his style of defense. So an interesting guy to keep in mind there. But obviously, the headline is that Luther Burden back in town once again for the second time in, gosh, about a week or so. And again, if he weren't, if he weren't serious about Missouri, if he wasn't tempted to sign with Missouri, and I, not that I think that he's going to make a decision anytime soon, but he wouldn't be just taking a random trip 
down I-70 to support possibly his friend Ahmad Robinson. Not if he was just at Missouri a week ago. He's really interested, so going to be really interesting to see what becomes of Burden. And I've been a little bit surprised to see some pushback from some people saying that, well, yes, it'd be great to get this kid, but you know, receivers aren't really difference makers anyway. I'm not so sure I agree with that. Now, obviously, the number one difference maker in football is and always will be the quarterback position. But beyond quarterback, other than maybe a pass rusher, maybe a dominant tight end perhaps, again, that's a receiver as well, I think having receivers is incredibly important. We saw what happened to the Missouri offense in 2015 when not only they couldn't block, but they didn't have a lot of receivers who could get open either. So to me, those are difference-making positions. I have to disagree with people who say that. But speaking of making a difference, obviously in a hypothetical world, where Missouri never leaves the Big 12, well, you're talking about significant changes in Missouri's present, of course. But you know what? We're going to get there after the break. But first, I want to tell you, speaking of making a difference, well, you want to make a difference in your life. I've got a product I want to tell you about, and that's Lucy Nicotine, a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. And whether you would prefer Lucy's lozenges or their gum varieties, both of them are convenient and discreet. These products can be enjoyed virtually anywhere on flights, at work, on the go, or even at the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip can, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges today. And for my listeners, go to lucy.co and use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co, promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code Locked On College. Now, can I be honest with all of you? I like to think of myself as a fairly intelligent human being, but when it comes to my car, my vehicle, and auto parts, I'm really just a completely basic Betty. I have no idea what's going on inside of that thing. So here's the great part, though. Instead of being exploited by your dealership, by some crooked mechanic, well, figure out something at rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Oh man, I wish I, I wish I knew about these guys when I was in college. I'll tell you that right now. I definitely could have saved myself a lot of money and heartache. And here's the best part. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can get them for the best prices all the time at rockauto.com? So go to rockauto.com right now and see what's available for your vehicle and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Now, let's get in to the hypotheticals, specifically about 
what would have happened if Missouri never would have left the Big 12 Conference? Now, obviously, there's some questions that immediately come to mind if you're a Missouri fan, but none is bigger than me than what would have happened to that great 2013 football team if they would have stayed in the Big 12 that season. Is it possible that the Tigers would have won the conference title outright in that season, its first since 1969? Well, the short answer is yes, it's more than possible, and more so, I think they actually would have done it. I think that 13 Missouri team would have been the best team in the Big 12. And here's my case. Now, if you're going to go back in time and try to recalculate the Big 12, well, first you look at Oklahoma, right? Well, this was a, you go back to 2013, this was a good but not great Oklahoma team that certainly had high upside. They famously beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl during the last season before the college football playoff began, and definitely a memorable game. But a lot of people probably don't remember that that Oklahoma team lost by 16 in the Red River shootout to Texas and also was pretty much decimated by Baylor, who ultimately went on to win the Big 12 that season, 41-12. to And we all know that Missouri actually beat second-place Oklahoma State in the Cotton Bowl that very season, so I'm more than willing to assume that Missouri would finish ahead of Oklahoma State for this particular hypothetical exercise. So then it comes down to Baylor, who finished 8-1 and on the Big 12 campaign and 11-2 and overall on the season. But while Baylor on paper had a top-five offense in this season, of course coached by Art Bryles and manned quarterback by Bryce Petty, to me, that Baylor, Josh Heupel style, you know, offense with limited reads, mostly to either side of the field, hardly ever throwing it over the middle of the field and just hurrying up all the time. Well, when you have an advantage, it looks like it looks unstoppable. But against a real defense, those types of teams, we've seen it over and over again, can absolutely be stifled, especially if you put a couple three and outs in a row. It seems like those offenses can become completely derailed pretty quickly. And in my opinion, that Missouri defense would have been probably the best unit in all of the Big 12, save, save maybe Oklahoma State, again, a team that Missouri beat in that particular bowl season. So while you certainly can't guarantee it by any means, I'm not trying to dismiss Baylor, but again, they did lose their bowl game 52-42 to UCF that season. So it's hard to say that Baylor was an unbeatable juggernaut in that particular campaign, despite how good their stats look at the end of the season. Again, I think a lot of those stats are skewed by some of its dominant performances that they put on against lesser competition earlier in the season, in my opinion. So long story short, could Missouri have won the Big 12? Well, they certainly could have won the SEC in 2013, so could really isn't the question. In my opinion, though, I think they would have won the Big 12 in 2013 had they never left for the SEC. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to the 2014 Mizzou football team, which of course also won the SEC East and went on to play in the SEC championship game, well, I just don't think that team is quite at the level 
of the 2013 squad. So when you go back, you look at the 2014 Big 12 campaign, this was right in the middle of Oklahoma, again, being a bit down, Texas certainly being down. The Sooners in 2014 had a bit of a bizarre season. Certainly Oklahoma has plenty of talent. You look at some of the advanced stats, they're ranked right there with Missouri, who again won the SEC East that season, but Oklahoma only 8-5 and five on that campaign. So certainly the Sooners weren't the team the Tigers would have had to potentially worry about. But this is right in the era, the middle of the era, when TCU and Baylor were the favorites in the Big 12 there for what seemed like two or three campaigns in a row. And, and a pretty memorable game that season. The Bears end up beating the Horned Frogs 61-58 to in a matchup of top five teams down in Waco. And just quite frankly, for as much as I love that 2014 squad, have tons of memories of it, that was mostly a defensive-minded team. And it's just hard for me to believe that that squad would have been able to keep up with TCU and Baylor, or at least for multiple weeks. Even even Texas Tech, Kansas State was was a top 10 type team late into the season that year as well. So it just seems like there would have been a little bit too much offense in that conference for Missouri to realistically contend. And and quite honestly, we saw what happened when Missouri played an elite Alabama squad in the SEC title game. It just wasn't particularly close. So as much as through my black and gold glasses, I'd love to give us a second straight Big 12 title. Objectively, I just can't do it. And you know what? I have a couple more hypotheticals related to if Missouri stayed in the Big 12, including perhaps would Frank Haith have been retained if we had stayed in the Big 12? Maybe the Kim Anderson era never happens. Well, I want to address that and another question as well. But you know what? First, it's our buddies at Built Bar. And you know what? Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor that, quite honestly, they're nice enough to send me a box of on occasion? Always appreciate that to all of you out at Build Bar. But regardless of what your particular flavor palette consists of, Built Bar's got something for you. There's no doubt that they have something for other, for everyone, whether you want some salted caramel in your life, maybe you like coconut peanut butter, or just you want to double down and go double chocolate, well, you can do it all. And frankly, always get that mixed bar where you'll get, or that mixed box, excuse me, where you'll be sure to get two of each of the nine different flavors of Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, I think we can all agree that the 2018 football season is certainly the best Tiger campaign in the post-Gary Pinkle era, right? I think that's pretty obvious. Even though the Tigers finished 8-5 and five that year, somewhat disappointingly with three really, really close losses to Kentucky, South Carolina, and to Oklahoma State in the Liberty Bowl. So it's easy to wonder. It's easy to ask yourself, what if Missouri just had a little bit better luck that season? Well, obviously, 11-2 and two was on the table for that team. No question about it. So 
if their ceiling was that high, what if they were in the Big 12? Is it possible they could have won that particular conference that season? Well, in my opinion, the short answer is it's very, very unlikely that the 2018 Tigers were going to be better than the Kyler Murray-led 2018 Oklahoma Sooners. That's a really, really strong football team with an absolutely high-powered offense. I just don't see that 2018 team being able to compete with that. Having said that, the SEC was just leaps and bounds better than the Big 12 in this particular year. And I think an over an outright second-place finish by the Tigers in the Big 12 would have not only been a possibility, I think it's pretty likely when you look at it. You just look at, objectively, you look at the advanced stats, and 8-4 and four West Virginia is the second-best team in the Big 12 that season. And interestingly enough, not that this is a perfect comparison, but the next season, the 2019 Tigers beat the brakes off of West Virginia 38-7 to in Columbia. So honestly, I think second place is very, very possible and again, extremely likely almost for those 2018 Tigers. But finally, maybe the most important question of all, other than that 2013 hypothetical Big 12 championship in football, well, if we never left the Big 12, what does that do to Missouri basketball for Frank Haith's last two seasons? Most importantly, and more to the point, do we possibly avoid hiring Kim Anderson? Because I know, I know, some of you are going to get mad at me, but let's be honest. The Kim Anderson thing was a complete and total disaster for which the basketball program has still yet to fully recover. So if we could avoid that calamity somehow, well, that seems to be worth discussing. But here's the problem. If you were hoping to avoid a Kim era in this hypothetical scenario, well, I'm afraid you're going to be disappointed because here's the problem. Remember back to 2013. Now, I think a lot of us remember that 2012-2013 Missouri team fairly fondly as a, a deep group, talented group that maybe fizzled a little bit out in the NCAA tournament against Colorado State. But the reality is, again, in 2013, this is pre the infusion of SEC network money that really started trickling up into these programs, basketball, their basketball programs, to say the word programs twice in three words. But seriously, though, we all know the amount of money that has gone specifically into finding head coaches, high-quality head coaches, guys like Bruce Pearl, guys like Frank Martin, et cetera, et cetera, well, that had yet to start back in 2013, or at the very least, we're in the extremely early stages of the SEC being more competitive in basketball. And you look at Ken Palm's rankings of conferences for the 2013 season, SEC is the seventh best conference in the land. And frankly, just based on their numbers, they're not even close to sixth. To give you some idea, the Mountain West is ahead of the SEC for that season. Now, obviously, the quality of play in the conference has gone up quite a bit in the last few years. So the point is here, if Missouri would have stayed in the Big 12, they would have actually finished relatively lower in that conference, I would imagine. And in what ultimately became Frank Hayes' final season at Missouri, where Mike Alden and the administration decided against 
extending Haith's contract, and Haith also decided, hey, well, I'll see you on down the road at Tulsa. Well, in 2014, the Big 12 was excellent at basketball. To the point where even if you point out that that 2014 team was sort of bloodless, but yet also not that bad in retrospect, heck, they won 23 games. How bad can they possibly be? Well, there's there's a reason that was an NIT squad, and there's a reason that Frank Haith wasn't retained. And if you move that team to the Big 12, well, I think they finish, I believe, 7th out of 14 teams in the SEC. Well, that team is at best ninth in the Big 12. Again, out of 10 teams, or I don't know, 11, I guess, we're just hypothetically adding Missouri to the conference, but let's forget about all of those details. The point is, is even if you move, you, even if Missouri never moves from the Big 12 to the SEC, there is zero chance that the circumstances with Frank Haith are changing whatsoever because, again, he's got a much harder road. He's going to win fewer than 20 games, that fewer, certainly fewer than 23. I don't even think Missouri gets to 20 that season. You look at how good the top eight teams in the Big 12 were that season, there's no way that even with Jordan Clarkson, who ended up being the NBA sixth man of the year this year, that, that he was going to carry that team beyond, I would say, ninth place in the Big 12. And presumably, nothing else would have really changed, and the urge to hire Kim Anderson would have still taken place in this hypothetical scenario as well. So if you thought we were going to get out of that period by never leaving the conference, I just don't see the case for that whatsoever. I think it would have all played out exactly the same. So I hope you enjoyed this little journey back to the past and down some hypothetical roads that certainly we'll never know what truly would have happened, but it's kind of fun to at least try to take a look back and at least prognosticate a little bit. At least that's what I like to do from my bar stool. So I hope you enjoy this kind of content because you're definitely going to get a little bit more of it every once in a while throughout this offseason until we get into August and preseason football truly, truly gets underway. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.